Good morning, day or night, wherever you are in the world. Welcome to the Survive and Drive podcast. Today we are discussing the 2024 Formula One World Championship liveries, teams, drivers, media. Yeah, so. this is your favorite uh, source of American-based F1 conversation, presented by me, Alex, and my co-host, Tyler. Let's race into it. No. That was good. Yeah. That was good. So we are, uh, you guys haven't heard our voices in a while. We're back, finally. We took a little winter break ourselves, but... Back to the regular scheduled program now with with recaps after the races and stuff like that. So, want to bring you guys a little little update from the off season and then kind of just go to deliveries and what our predictions are, I guess, for this for each of the teams this year. Yeah, it took a lot of time to process and try to forget, stop getting flashbacks of Max twenty seconds clear of the field. Yeah, and I think well, we'll get into it, but I think we might we might be in for that again this year. A hundred percent. I'm not looking forward to it. Um all right, so why don't we start with we'll kinda of start at the back of the grid here, I think in terms of like who we think is gonna be at the back of the grid and then go to the front. Um so we wanna start with well, rumors are telling me it's somebody different, but we'll start with Haas uh yeah. for now, just to keep it simple. So um Haas we'll start with the livery, I guess. The um Pretty consistent livery compared to last year. They didn't they didn't change too much. I, I think I do think it looks good again. I don't think it's it's a bad livery. I think they pretty much kept the same thing. They did a little more black this year compared to last year, but I think overall it's it's a good upgrade over what they had in like 2020, 2021. Yeah. Um Yeah, I do think it's a little it, nicer. It's yeah, a little cleaner. It's a little cleaner. It's got it's got the black, the red, and the white. It's, it's simple. Um they didn't change too much, so I think just a good livery. It's not not bad. Not nothing nothing great about it though either. I guess it's I pretty mid. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty mid. I would say it's a, a slight step up from last year and the year before. Uh, but yeah, not too many thoughts there. I guess team wise, the the big news is Steiner being let go and yeah, a lot of rumblings around why that happened. And apparently, it's because he wanted to accept a, a pretty much like a. What just like a title sponsor sort of yeah, thing? Yeah, he wanted a certain sponsor, and then they basically weren't going to let him do it. And I think the other argument that Gene made too was, listen, I it is it is sad for the paddock because he is a a great personality for the sport, and I feel like there's a lot of American fans that were really into the sport, not solely because of him, but though he was a big reason. And it is sad to see him go. We're going to lose that kind of energy from the paddock. But I do think at a certain point, Haas had to step back and say, like, okay, we've made. They've really made no progress since 2018. Like they've really done nothing. They have a, a race here and there, but like they've they've pretty much like Gunther. He hasn't tanked the team, but he's really just kind of kept it afloat as like a. They either are last or ninth or eighth, or whatever. Like they just kind of have stayed steady where they are, and they haven't ever made that jump up in the standings. So I guess that's could be a reason why too. But yeah, I think I would feel better about it if it came out and that was kind of the re- like if Gene Haas came out and said we need better leadership because yeah. we need to move up in the in the grid. But I think the the consensus seems to be that he was let go because he walked out kind of on his own yeah. because he wasn't allowed to take a title sponsorship so they could have more money to actually operate effectively. Yeah. And because that's kind of the narrative right now, it's it's kind of tough to see this as a as a good move for the team. Oh no, I agree with you. Yeah. And so it's kind of disappointing from a fan's perspective that you know gene haas the owner of this team doesn't want to do what's necessary to allow them to try to take that step forward and for that reason i'm out yeah no i i agree i think it's (laughs) yeah i'm out i'm out tyler's taking a stand um no i agree i think it's 
it's just weird to see, and it's weird that, like, just the way it all happened. It almost is, like, it just feels petty from Gene, mm-hmm. I guess. Like, it's just, like, a petty way to end that relationship. After a very long relationship. Very long relationship. Yeah. It's not like he, like, came in a year or two ago. Like, it was a very – it's been their entire time he's been with that. – they've been in F1. Like, he's kind of been the face of that team. So, a shame to see him go, but it'll be interesting how that team kind of reacts to that this year and how – if they get any better or take a step forward. I know they said they are already a step behind compared to everybody they think. Uh, going into the season before preseason testing, but yeah, I don't think there there's nothing at preseason testing, and that's the other thing I guess we can touch on. Like, there's nothing they did at preseason testing that's like wow, like so they I could surprise us here. They're still, I would say, a bottom three car, maybe a bottom two car. So I would absolutely predict them to finish in tenth. But year. yeah, if I had to predict, I would predict them to finish uh, over the course of the season. Yeah, I would predict them to finish tenth. Yeah, I would. I would set a a point ceiling at like maybe eight points. Yeah, I would. I would agree with that too. I could. I could see them like. I could see like Hulkenberg getting like a P five in a sprint race or something like that, and you know, getting points or just yeah. like something dumb like that. But I don't. There's just it's going to be far and few between like that they're going to actually get any points or even have that car in position to get points. Yeah. So and their development's not going to help them out. Never has. No, it never has. No, so. they've always been terrible with that. Um. All right, so let's move on to you want to do what are you want to do Williams next? I could see Williams next. Yeah. Okay. Um. So we'll go Williams next. Uh. In terms of the off season, obviously we. Uh, or I guess we'll start with the livery. The livery, I mean, pretty much looks the exact same as last year. Yeah. We say the same thing every year. Like, the thing they do with, like, the hood or, like, the top of the car with the battery. The Duracell The battery. Duracell battery, yeah. like, is so creative and so fun. It's electric. The car, rest of the car is blue. I will say I do love the racing suits this year, the all-whites. They are really They are nice. really nice. Yeah. They're really nice. Um, They obviously bring Albon back, and I think he well, – there's been a lot – there was a lot of rumors this offseason with him with other seats – he signed a long term, but he signed long term with them. So I think he's, I think he's going to be committed to them for a few more years, and he's kind of the face of that team. Surprisingly, we have Sargent back again, which uh, yeah, that was an interesting, yeah, decision. that was an interesting decision. I if if and listen, I it's good to have an American in the sport and stuff. But if I'm if you made me bet on this about who was going to lose their seat first this year, he'd probably be up there in terms of like if if somebody was going to lose their seat mid season, I would think he'd be up there. I. Do you think the odds of Max winning the championship are higher than Logan Sargent to keep a seat for next season? Ooh, I don't see. Now that's a good. That'd be a good prop bet on if Fanduel throw, throw that up for us. A prop bet of either Max to win the championship versus Logan Sargent having a seat next year because that would probably be pretty even. It's Max right now is sitting at minus six hundred. Yeah. Which is disgusting. Yeah, disgusting. That is disgusting preseason in an F1 season to be minus 600. And then, yeah, I would say Sargent to not have a seat is probably around that same, same number, too. I, I would certainly bet. So if they put it, I'm saying if they put it as a prop bet and you could have like a minus 110, plus 110, like, yeah, I mean, they're both going to happen. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing, though. Yeah. I don't know how you, how you challenge that. I guess, but yeah, that's true. Yeah, I could very easily see, see Logan losing his seat. I was very surprised that he was brought back. I think yeah. a lot of people were. We're kind of surprised. It's it's not necessarily like, uh, you know, he was awful, like terribly awful and shouldn't deserve that seat. It's more of a, like, there were much better moves out there. and Yeah, I mean, there are other people that could have – I mean, there are a lot of other people that could have gotten it. Yeah. And they could have just trialed him for this year because he really – I don't know. He just got no better last year. If he was in the Red Bull team, he would have been sacked after 11 races like the Brees. Well, yeah, yeah, he would have been gone really quickly last so, year. Yeah, he and he hasn't really made the steps that you see from other drivers in their first or second years. No. Like, he hasn't really made any of those steps to to be yeah, better. Yeah, exactly. 
I'm it, trying to think like my I'm trying to think of like a comparison to him of like who's kind of started as a rookie or like came from F two and then and like Yuki's the one that's jumping out of me and the argument and the reason Yuki saw this he just because he even though he's been inconsistent he's made steps every yeah. year and like shown promise like yeah. Sergeant's he did not there was no improvement last year at all he was just as bad at the end of the year as he was at the beginning so yeah yeah it hasn't been a pretty season for him I think you know it's also tough because we look at him in comparison to Albon who has had an unbelievable yeah. string of form recently and uh it makes it a little bit tougher but you look at the the gaps between those two are i mean he was he was beating qualifying the whole season yeah from, oh know. yeah yeah no he was it was 20 20 whatever to zero to zero he yeah. never out qualified him yeah so it's really tough to look at that and and on top of that, like the gaps between it hasn't gotten much better. No, it's big. I mean, so, a lot of times in qualifying, it was you know six, seven tenths, yeah. if not more, between the two of them. And like, yeah. you just can't. You're always going to have probably one better driver, but you cannot have a gap that big yeah. for any car or for any driver. Like, you just can't. And any second driver that you see is going to have like Perez had a couple wins last season. Yeah, like you're never going to see. You never want to see a, a second driver that is fully out. Fully out. And, yeah. And that's what we're seeing with with Williams. So yep. it'll be tough for them to take a step forward. It sounds like their car doesn't really have the inherent pace. No. Uh it'll Which kind is of classic. be the same thing. Yeah, it'll it'll the be same a straight thing. line yeah. pace. So we'll see. Yeah, I I I think ninth is a good spot for them. I could see what do we say, eight points for Haas. Like they they probably hit double digit points because I think Albon can sneak into a P ten, P nine finish. I think Albon will carry enough them. times. Yeah. Maybe twelve, uh, 12 so to sixteen. Maybe twelve to sixteen points, but it's gonna be another I don't know. It's just one of those. I don't know how we fix it. That's that's a sort of different podcast, a different discussion. But like, there, that the back couple teams are just so far behind the rest of the teams that it's mm-hmm. hard to. And I know we have a big gap at the front. Like Max won by a billion points this year, but like that's yeah. At least you have like these teams that are fighting for points and like fighting for something. Like it's not really competitive. It's not really back. competitive in the back at all. So yeah, and then let's jump into uh, Alfa Romeo. Or kick, kick, or steak, steak, Sauber, future Audi, Sauber, yeah. uh, livery. Uh, I, I, okay. So here's my take on this. I think they could have made it so standoutish and like unique. Yes. And they didn't. So I think there's just there's too much carbon fiber. There's I like the lime green because it does bring a different color to the grid. And like yeah. I'm all I for me I like like and, and they did a lot of tweets about this like when the livery's released like. 2020, 2019, like when we had all these different colors of liveries and like yep. it was really solid colors, like that's always nice to see. But they didn't put enough green on it, yep. and then the design they did on like the the back of the car with like the it's like stairs almost yeah. looking with the with the green. It just looks kind of weird. And I the other thing I'll say too is like the entire vibe of the team because they're like with kick and like the lime green, it, it all feels Mickey Mouse. Mm-hmm. It feels really Mickey Mouse to me. Yeah, I will say this is. Like, I love that they went in a new direction. I think, obviously, you have to with the title sponsors. And they went out there with it, right? That's yeah. not a color that you would expect to see on a Formula One car. No. So, I think, in that regard, it's awesome that they did that. I think they could have gone a lot better with that color scheme in terms of application and, you know, flow with the car and that kind of thing. It seems more blocky, in a way. Um the one thing that's really disappointing to think about is that that might have been the best livery over the last few years. The Alfa Romeo logo on that back hood was always one of my favorite standouts. Yes, on a car for and that red they used always mm-hmm. like just so so nice. Yeah, the, those were some of my favorite cars, some of my favorite designs over the last few years, and it's 
it's tough not having yeah. that because it was always so exciting seeing their new car and they didn't never changed much but they didn't need to they didn't it need to no beautiful. yeah it was the same they they f- always fell into the same category as kind of like ferrari with me or like i know mm-hmm. ferrari's a different level of iconic because of the red and stuff but like yeah. that red and like there's just the red they use with the white and like you said for me the back of the car the way they displayed like the yeah. logo like just so perfect always and yeah to see that disappear for this what looks like a it looks like a car like it looks like a car like if you asked like a middle schooler to like make a formula one car design mm-hmm. like it, the only thing it's missing is like if you, they need to throw like a nike logo on it or something and like that would it's, yeah <laughs> it, it gives very big dallas stars alternate jersey yes that's the, that's the, i was trying to think of what jersey it compared to but that's a good point yeah, yeah they're that whole team has to rock up to Austin with those alternate jerseys on, and they will fit right in. It would exactly. Be, it would be a fantastic exactly. collab. Um, in terms of the team itself, we have Bodish and Zoe back again. Um, I'm very excited for, as I'm sure you guys all are, Tyler to always that. predict Joe to finish in the points. And, Bet the mortgage and on this man. <laughs> look up, and Joe hasn't pitted yet but not realize it, and Joe's in fourth, and he thinks he's going to cash in big time, and then he pits and drops to 17th. But... Um, yeah. I, I will say I think it'll be interesting to see, and this is I think our first kind of little I like I what what direction they go after this year, right? Because mm-hmm. um, Bottas has been consistent, and same with Joe. Like they've both been pretty even with each other, and pretty they have yeah pretty they haven't consistent. Been far off. But they also like neither of them have done anything, and part of that's probably the car too. Like they haven't shown me anything that's like okay, yeah, this could be like a future driver for the team. So I could see yeah. them. Especially which like like with like Audi coming in in twenty twenty six, I could see them going a different direction anyways. So like, is this just like a one year? Like, yeah. let's see how this goes, and then they go a different direction next year. I don't know. It's a weird kind of concept to to get your head around because we used to have, I mean, pre regulation change and all of this stuff, we would have so much variance in finishing order. The last couple of years and this past year especially, there's been so little variance that it's yeah. It is more based on the car that you have, where you're finishing. It's not necessarily a driver error kind of thing. Because, you know, we've seen Bottas, when he first went to Alfa Romeo, put it up in, what was it, fifth? I think Fifth it was. in the first, yeah, first and qualifying, yeah. Had an absolutely great weekend. And then the cars kind of just fell off. The team's never been, you know, as competitive as, as some other teams have been or, or have been able to make themselves. So it's it's kind of a widespread issue where we see Haas, we see V-Carb, we see, you know, Williams and Alfa Romeo. Uh, these team name switches are really getting to me. And Stake, with all of these different <laughs> uh, with all these different driver lineups who aren't really able to prove themselves because they just don't have the car. No, yeah. And we've, we used to see, like I said, so much variance that they could pop up in the top 10 or in the top yeah. 6 every once in a while. But... There's been so much dominance and so much kind of categorization. That's a big word, yeah. That's yeah, good. like the three or four back teams, Alpine yeah. being a weird one, and, and then like the top the, four. The top four, and then, yeah, there's there's been – the last two years have been very segmented mm-hmm. in terms of – like if you like had to guess the finishing one of every race, like taking DNFs out of it, you could probably pretty accurately – guess team wise where each team is going to finish yeah and how many roughly points they're going to get each race because there's just been no other than like in my opinion other than like that at certain points last year and, and the year before like that battle between like the second through fourth best teams there really hasn't been that like 
competitiveness where like we've seen like like anybody could take a a pole and then anybody could win the race like we just or and then same with points like mm-hmm. like we used to have or like anybody could be fighting for those ninth tenth positions now it's it's pretty hard like if There's you're so not many top <laughs> basically teams. it's kind of funny and we'll get into them it's like alpine's kind of like the the line yeah like if you're worse than alpine you're probably not scoring more than 15 points in the season. Yeah. If you're better than Alpine, you might score 250 points. Like, yeah. there's no... And Alpine no, will only get points and, when one of those top four yeah, teams does Yeah, Alpine only had right in the middle, like, 100-something points every year because yeah. they're just... They are the definition of perfectly average. Yeah. And a team that seems to be on the downhill. But we'll get to them in a little bit. Yeah. Uh, do we need to finish up state kick F1 team? Uh, I mean, it's, I'm just interested to see where they go direction-wise long-term, but I think eighth is probably – I think that's where a lot of people haven't fallen right now is around that eighth spot. Yeah. I, I don't – I could see them, I think, going ninth and Williams. In, maybe, maybe Williams going to eighth. eighth. Less than 20 points mm-hmm. for for stake, uh, kick, Those guys. Alfa Romeo, Sauber. Um, <laughs> Joe's team. Joe's team. Yeah, Joe's team, yeah. Um, all right, so seventh. So this is where I think it starts to get a little – if if I'm going based on the rumors I've seen and testing, Alpine's kind of far back to start the year, mm-hmm. but I do think they will get better towards the end of the year. And then I've also so this is where we need to decide what team we want to talk about here. The other side is that with with V Carb, shout mm-hmm. out the boys at V Carb, shout out Bittner. Um, they had great preseason testing for their standards, mm-hmm. and a lot of people and and as, as a lot of people I say, just the people I follow on Twitter on F1, they have them in that kind of like right at the back of the kind of that two through five. So like mm-hmm. that six, seven range. And a lot of people have them ahead of Alpine to start the year. I think it's hilarious that Alpine's rivals the last few years, if we just think about it, right, is it was kind of the top guys for a while. Like they were trying to compete with the top guys maybe three years ago. When, yeah. You know, Renault they were fighting. And then McLaren, usually McLaren's been up and down, so they've kind of had to lose that fight they've lost that fight now many years in a row and now they're fighting with you know the sister team yeah and and sometimes getting beat by like williams yeah uh, on off weekend so it's it's interesting to see kind of their decline post the Renault era well yeah and i think post the other funny thing is like with fernando and oscar Mm -hmm. that 2021 team they leave and i think everybody you know yeah you had what was his name? Otmar. Yep. Talking about how like it was a dumb decision because they were the fourth best team, whatever. Yeah. And now look where both Fernando and Oscar are yep. compared to where Alpine's at. So yeah, Cyril would have never let that. No, happen. Cyril would never let that happen. Bring Cyril back. So um, and uh, while we're on that topic, the yellow used to be beautiful. Yeah. We need, okay. We need a team. With the yellow livery. Back. They they had the worst livery of the year, in my opinion. That that thing is first of all they teased this pink camo one which was totally fake but they it teased was, it that was so disappointing which is disappointing then they bring out this livery that is pretty much all carbon fiber with mm-hmm. like a few lines of pink and blue yeah it's arguably the worst livery on the grid this year uh, I don't know if I can agree with that one right off the bat I'd have to take another couple looks but it is definitely I, it's not it's bottom pretty. you got to give me at least it's bottom three probably. Yes, it's yes, bottom three. absolutely. And it's not like there's anything wrong. Like, the pink and blue is so unique, and they could have done something really cool with it, I think. It's just they've used so much carbon fiber, which has been which yeah. was kind of a trend this year for the F1 teams, that, like, yeah. it just doesn't do anything for me. Um, you got Ocon, just way too French still. Like, <laughs> a million times. Um, I, I think it's going to be – getting into the actual team, though, 
I from everything from preseason testing, there's a some people even claim they have the worst car in the grid to start the year. There's been a few claims of people that they have the worst car in the grid to start the year. Now I do think they will develop because they have a bigger budget and they do more yeah. resources and stuff. But I would not be shocked if they perform worse than last year and they finish in P6, P7 in the constructors somewhere in there, yeah. and they finish with I don't know 60, 70 points or something like that only. Yeah. I mean, I think it's going to be at least to start the year for sure, but throughout the season, I think it's going to be. Ocon and Gasly fighting for one or two points a race, mm-hmm. maybe, and unless we get a lot of DNFs in a race. That's exactly it. They are not in the position anymore to capitalize on really good performances yeah. because they, they're they not really at that level. It's more they're able to take advantage of when those top teams yeah. screw up or have you know any issues. So, yeah, they're in a weird spot. I think the other thing that has been interesting to read about is – kind of the internal vibe that that team has i've been hearing a lot about how even the mechanics you know management there doesn't think they mechanics don't think that management wants to be competitive yes yeah it seems like and and, i mean if you watch the launch from two years ago or or was it last year i think it was two years ago zidane's yeah i say we need to bring zidane in it was the most corporate event that i have ever seen related to formula one it was just like a very detached from racing company. Yeah. It yeah. feels like my vibe with them is it feels like they're strictly running this F1 team to generate money mm-hmm. and it's just like a corporation and they don't care how well they do. They don't care yep. how they develop the car. They don't care about any of that. It's showing up. It's media doing the media stuff, <clears throat> making money and like making it run like a business and not really caring about anything else, which like mm-hmm. to me is like, Choosing F1 to do that as your business venture is wild. Like, why would you not want to, one, like, doing well is only going to generate more business for the company, but also, like, and make you more money. But, like, to have, to kind of lose that step where, like, I feel like, and we just talked about, like, with with Cyril and, like, when they were Renault, like, they kind of had that, not that they were battling at the top, but they they could get some podiums. Like, they had that, it was more about, like, like the racing. and Yeah, it was like a rival, right? Like, it was a, a scrappy team that, like, could... Like, oh, if they put it together for, like, this weekend, like, they could challenge for, like, a podium potentially. And now we're looking at this corporate team that, like, really doesn't care about the results at all. And they just want to make a profit on the back end. Mm -hmm. And, like, it's clearly showing then. Yeah, and we've seen a lot of engineers or a lot of top-level management leave and go to other teams for that reason. And I think we continue to see that kind of morale and, and mentality coming out and yeah, it hasn't been serving them well, and you know they've been another team on the decline for a little while. Yeah. So, I think we slot yeah. them in at seventh. I think we, based on the preseason stuff, I think you have to slot them in. Yeah. And I'll get into why I think V Carb might be better this year too, and or at least my thoughts on that. But like, I think there's a lot more reasons riding on why V Carb is better than why Alpine is worse. Yes. Although I don't think Alpine has made any steps to get better. That's so. what I'm saying, and it sounds like they're very much starting. Like, last year they kind of not started in the back foot, but they were kind of right in the middle to start. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like they're very much starting on. And last year they had the benefit of, if you remember, like, McLaren was horrible at the beginning of last yes. year. Like, they had a couple of teams that were, like, way worse than they yep. should have been. And yep. I, I don't think they're going to have that this year. So, like, Mm-mm. I think we're going to see, like, it wouldn't shock me at all if, for sure, they're both out by Q2 in race one. But, like, if Ocon and Gasly both went out in Q1 in yep. race one, like, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be like, whoa, like, yeah. I can't believe that. Um, all right, let's get into V-Carb now. So, V-Carb, formerly uh, AlphaTauri, formerly Toro Rosso, um, 
We thought they might be the Racing Bulls. I think they kind of are. Hugo Boss Hugo Bulls. Hugo Boss Bulls. Um, whatever you want to make of it. Livery, I think they did a very good job. Um, and you can disagree. I, I yeah. think you might disagree with me on this. I like the that 2018-2019. I like those colors. I love that yeah. blue. No, I do. With like, the chrome. I do like the color. The only thing I would change is I, the thick white stripe on the nose. I'm not mm-hmm. a fan of I think if you wipe that away and just make it all blue, it would have been pretty much perfect. But yeah. the thing i'll give them credit for livery rise is they didn't do a bunch of carbon fiber they mm-hmm. committed to color and they yep. brought color to the brit the grid and like to me that's even if it doesn't look great it's i'd rather have that than just a car that's just all carbon fiber you know why they didn't go the carbon fiber route it's because red bull tells them exactly what to do and red bull doesn't believe in that because they're already 12 seconds ahead of the that's rest of the field. a fair point too but yeah i i think it's it's a decent it's a decent livery I do think back to the Toro Rosso, like white on the back with the bowl into yeah. the the blue rest yeah. of the car. And That's they, what I was hoping they would do, but those are that was yeah. a beautiful era. Uh, it's not a bad car. I think it is interesting though. You know, with the whole Hugo Boss Bulls racing thing, and then yeah. Hugo is like the big sponsor on the side of the yeah. car. And there is a lot more sponsorships, I think, these days, just in general. Yeah, but it's kind of like a McLaren thing. There's a lot going. There's on. There's a lot there. going on in the car, though. Yeah, I would give you that with sponsors a lot. And McLaren has the same problem this year where it's just a bunch of stickers. Yeah, agreed. So we'll see. As far as, you know, competitiveness goes, I think. They're using think their, they're using their, oh, they're getting a lot more help from Red Bull, the, they the are. parent team this year, yep. which I think is, that's kind of my reason is why I think we have them six. Is, yeah. Zach's not thrilled about that. Yeah, Zach's not thrilled about that, but they're getting a lot of help from them. They're kind of basing their car off them more. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're giving them more resources in some capacity. Yep. Um, they looked very good in preseason testing for their standards. I think they're kind of falling right in the middle right now. And I I love their lineup. I like their driver lineup. Yeah. I think Sonoda's gotten better and better each year. I think he's going to continue to do well. I think Ricardo, now that he's going to be back in like a full season atmosphere, he'll be better again. And like mm-hmm. I think he's in a spot where there's really no pressure in a way because like yeah, he's kind of the one, and we've talked about this, like could he get that second seed at Red Bull? Like could he replace – he's kind of the one – I think they've kind of primed primed him, him for that, that, and so he's kind of in that position already. So there was a lot of that talk at the end of last season, and I think over winter all of that has kind of cooled down. There's yeah. so many other talking points, but yeah, I'm sure once once Perez is a couple seconds back from Max, that'll that'll be come right up, yeah, right away. So we'll see. I think um, they got other moves to think about in the Red Bull family, but we yeah? can get into those later. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think six is a good spot. I think they could have. A good season, um, and by good I mean like if they can get a hundred points this year, like that would be a good season. If I think about yeah. that, that's over twenty four eight, and including sprint races and stuff too. You're basically saying like a P eight, P seven per race between the two cars. So like I think that's definitely I achievable. Find, yeah, I find this kind of pocket of competitive cars a little bit more difficult to bucket. Like yeah, we know that Aston Martin, McLaren and v-carb are probably in this four five six range right yeah so we know that they're in that range but especially mclaren and aston martin had so much variance over the course of the season yeah they got so much well one got way worse one got way better but it's hard to judge that yeah yeah and even i mean aston martin even ended kind of on a high so it's been it's they went through such swings that it's going to be interesting to follow you know where is that competition because i think v-carb will start a little higher than expected and maybe outperform yeah. some of them on some weekends. But over the course of the season, I think V-Carb will probably stay 
at a more stagnant pace where McLaren yeah. and Aston Martin might have those more yeah. highs and lows. So it'll be interesting. I think they will perform a lot better than we've seen any of the sister teams in prior years perform. Yes, I agree. And I think it's going to be – it's just a fun – they're just a fun team now. Like they're to me, they're a fun team because of Ricardo and Sonoda. They're a fun team. I can appreciate the fun driver lineup. The sister team's getting worse. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, but I I know that from your side of things. I'm just saying purely looking at the driver lineup. Like the yeah. content we're gonna get from them is gonna be hilarious this year. That is like true. the content we're gonna that get is true. Yep. All right, so fifth now, and I we we'll probably agree on this. I I I think it's Aston Martin probably. I would say Aston. Um, and so this is where it gets tough to kind of I think. Two through five is going to be tough. Like, two through five, I think we could see changes this year, although I would put Aston Martin at the back of that right now. But that's, I think, two through five is going to be kind of similar to last year, where I do expect a certain team or two to probably have more consistent performances. But mm-hmm. I think we could see, like, I wouldn't be shocked if a, ra- a race that Alonso gets P3, like, I wouldn't be surprised if they put it together for a race, but then mm-hmm. I also wouldn't be surprised if he finishes P17 in a race because they made the wrong development mood again. So, like, yeah, they're going to be very all over the place, but I am going to, based on the progress they made from 2022 to 2023, I'm going to trust them to at least probably finish fifth. Yeah. I, um, think, I think they have the capacity now with, you know, they're now multiple years into Lawrence's yeah. ownership. They have all these resources that they've built out. I think they now have the ability to understand why they were doing so well last year yes. and continue to, to act on that. So, you know, we'll see where they start out. And I think they're going to be a team that tries development moves kind of in big swings. And that's where the ups and downs, the ebbs yeah. and flows are going to come from. But yeah, I mean, the, the driver lineup, Alonzo is going to be great, fun to watch. Yep. Uh, have a lot of trolley guy. Bat- yeah. Battles. There's going to be so many fun. He's going to have great, some great comments this year, probably. Yep. Um, Stroll is Stroll. I don't know what he's, I mean. At least he didn't go biking. He's this gonna year. yeah. At least he didn't go biking. He's gonna be on the back, the back, the back leg of Alonso the entire time, and I think he's not gonna really challenge him that much. Nah. Yeah. Um. But to me, that this Aston Martin team is funny too, because like if getting in the livery too, like the livery, it looks nice. I mean, they, it's a good color. They didn't really change anything from last year. Like I'm not gonna be like, oh, it's a great. It just yeah. It just looks pretty much the same. I thought last year had a little bit more twang. Yeah, it. I thought I had a little more, a little, little more, more juice too. But like. It's not a bad livery. It's just everything about that is everything about this team is very consistent now at this point. I yep. feel like it's it's pretty much the same thing as last year, and I think the results are going to be similar to last year, where it's going to be maybe not in the same sequence. I don't think because their their rise and fall last year was historic. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're it was impressive. They're <laughs> they not many teams can develop a car that badly over the course of a season. I mean, make it like mm-hmm. that much worse as they did. But I don't think they'll have that. But I think they're going to be all over the place. In mm-hmm. terms of finishing this year, which would make me think they land in fifth, then. Yeah, yeah, I think that's that's a solid call. Now the next team. Yeah, no, I'm I'm gonna agree with you on this. I know we're gonna go with this. I uh, so the next team, I am in a real toss up. Really, I can. I I I think it's I to me based on so if you okay, I, I'm gonna have two answers to this. If you would have asked me a month and a half ago, mm-hmm. I would have had this team third. Mm-hmm. I think if you would ask me now, based on preseason testing, I have him fourth. You thinking Mercedes? Nope, McLaren. You're thinking McLaren. I think, I think, I think they. I. It's kind of tough. It'll. Be I a think toss they up. could. I think it could be a school bus to start the year. 
Yeah. I think it could be well, a school bus to start the year. As it always has been. Right? Yeah, and they just that's that's the reason why is they don't start the year well. And if you'd asked me a month and a half ago based on how they finished last year, mm-hmm. I thought I would have said third and probably pushing Ferrari for that second spot just because mm-hmm. they ended the year so well. Yeah. But then I don't know if they told based on everything I've read and the data I've looked at and everything, they don't they seem to be in that like fourth spot. Yeah. And even Lando made comments that and the like the whole team did that like for for sure Red Bull's way ahead and they think Ferrari's a big step ahead of them right now too. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm always going to I'm a McLaren fan, I'm a Lando fan, but I'm gonna trust I'm still gonna always trust Mercedes in the race more than I am them. Yeah. Like would fair. it surprise me if Mercedes qualify lower than McLaren first race? No. But that's, like on race pace, I'm always gonna besides Red Bull, I'm gonna trust Mercedes on race pace because they've they continue to prove they yeah. can do it in the race always. So yeah, that's a really good. Point. I would say they're fourth. I don't know if you agree or disagree. I would I would lean, but McLaren I think it's very here. I think it's yeah. very. It, I say that with a caveat of that. I think it's going them and Mercedes and Ferrari over the course of the season is going to be a, a fun battle to watch because I think 100%. it's going to be very track dependent on who has a good weekend. Yeah. How the drivers perform, like it's going to be very all over the place, and I think that's going to be exciting because we're going to see a good battle between all them. Mm-hmm. But right now, I would lean McLaren in fourth because I think they might start the year with a little bit of a school bus. I th- I I lean the same way, but it is yeah very tight. I yeah. think we will see. I guess we'll get into this with Mercedes, but I see McLaren out one lap pace, qualifying them. Yes, frequently. Oh, yeah, I do, too. I th- the Mercedes has not been good over one lap. That hasn't yeah. been their thing. But in race trim, and this is, again, what a lot of the data said, that a lot of people are throwing Mercedes as potentially the second-best team in terms of race, in race pace. pace. Yeah. Um, I, which doesn't surprise me. Yeah, I've seen similar things, but it is, you know, these cars don't over and, – and Mercedes has had trouble with overtaking at certain yeah. tracks. So I think it could get in the way of their progress and momentum yeah. uh, quite a bit. I also think now we have a very mature Lando Norris who understands exactly what he has. Yeah, I mean, he had his best year last year driving-wise. In my opinion, it was his best year driving-wise. He took a big step last year. Yep, and we also have a sophomore Oscar Piastri who at the the end of the season was performing. Yeah, he was right in Lando Lando or near Lando. Yeah, Yeah. and so that'll be an interesting dynamic too, I think, with them is how that team dynamic works because I think Oscar's going to keep getting closer. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm still gonna always some... give the ledge, the the ledge, the edge to Lando. Um, like if I, here's the ledge, here's so. the ledge. Yeah, I'm still gonna give him the edge always. But it's, I think it's gonna be interesting. I but I, the other side of me says like they seem to get along very well, and I think they do. The, I think both of them are very focused on not themselves right now, but like similar to how Mercedes started with Russell and mm-hmm. uh, Lewis, like getting that car where it needs to be as a team, I think is more important yeah. to them right now. So with Lando's long-term commitment to McLaren, I think he has much more rooted interest in helping the team yeah. become better. And I think both of them are in that mindset. They're not, you know, neither one of them have won races. Neither one of them are, have been world champions. I think they're both future, both of those. Like, yes, these I are agree. two drivers who are unbelievable. Yeah. And I think their commitment now is very clearly with the team. So, yeah, I think they're going to have a. I think it, as long as they keep performing systems, I think they will. And the car is keeps getting a little bit better each year. Mm-hmm. I could see them being a lineup for six, seven years on that yeah. team before a change potentially happens. So, yeah. I think it's, I would say if you're a McLaren fan, like, don't get your hopes super high to start the year and just hope that. 
they do the same thing they did last year where they continue to develop and get better in terms of that. So, uh, only other comment I have is delivery. Uh, a lot of stickers, but yeah, it just kinda <laughs> is what it is. It's what it is. Uh, all right. So now third, I think we're both in agreement on Mercedes here. Mercedes, yeah. Um, to me, the, the, we have to start with the biggest news, obviously last year with Lewis, mm-hmm. we haven't discussed this yet. Um, the move. just, that was the, one of the more insane. It, it was arguably the biggest driver move F1 news of all time, Ever. potentially. Yeah. So you have Lewis going to Ferrari next year. Um, after so- committing to a, a a long, not a long term contract, but a, a, a new contract in the fall or it's in a, December, and then it's a one plus one, one plus one, yeah. And so he, he's just gonna exercise, exercise his right to yeah. Um, I think something you know, I think basically over the winter it sounds like he got in discussions and had, he'd always had thought about doing this. I think and. It was. I'm guessing he yeah. saw whatever he saw in the winter from the Mercedes team. He's like, okay, this is not gonna give so, me the chance to like. I might as well take this. I wouldn't say it's a risk, but take a different angle and and yeah. try this. And to be at a race in the Ferrari Red, I think was very important to him too. And I I think Fred Vasseur was a big, from what I heard, a big factor as well in terms of getting him over there. Fred and I think there was a CEO or, or some board member that I can't remember the name of right now, but. That my understanding is that that individual had reached out to Lewis uh, a few times over the past few years, yeah, and kind of planted that seed of hey, you know, we're willing to do anything, anything, to yeah, made team. him an ambassador, or exactly. He will make an ambassador. They're giving him part of his salary, which the uh, I which I thought was fake at first, but I saw a lot of places. Apparently, he's going to make like a hundred million next year, mm-hmm. or yeah, in twenty twenty five, eighty million of that will be like salary, which would, I think make him the highest paid driver, and then he's going to get twenty million that they're going to like basically donate to his like charity yeah. charity or his fund or whatever. And then they also put in there that he can be an ambassador for the team, which mm-hmm. I, he wanted to do at Mercedes, but Mercedes weren't willing to commit to, which yeah, very weird in my opinion that you wouldn't want your, your best driver you've ever had who br- helped your bring you all the success, your championships. Mm-hmm. The pretty much like when you think of Mercedes, you think of Lewis Hamilton, like yeah. you're not willing to commit that. It's a little weird. It is a really, it's a really odd place right now because I think there was – like, if I think about it from the Mercedes point of view, you have the world championship that went awry when, you know, Abu Dhabi happened. And after that, it was, is he going to come back? Is Lewis going to yeah. come back? And ever since then, it's been, we don't know what Lewis's plan is. We don't know what, you know, if he's actually going to race. We don't know if he's coming back next year, when he's going to retire. But my understanding is that last year he went and wanted to sign a three-year deal. Yeah. And they kind of refuse that and i think the reason they refuse that is because they have this antonelli kid in f2 yep. and want to see how he performs he won f3 in his first year i think he won f4 in his first year yep. and and is absolutely you know head and shoulders above the rest yeah of the a lot of this stuff i've around. seen is i know they did like testing and i guess like he like te- like with other f3 drivers and he was like a second clear of everybody mm-hmm. yeah so i think they've they have that kind of in the their back pocket and want to see how that develops because they're at a point now where, you know, they've been not lost in the headlines, but like Red Bull is obviously the clear dominant factor. Yeah. The way that they got back to, to top performance is Max Verstappen coming in at 17 years old. 16 exactly. Years old. Yep. And I think they would be ready to do, you know, something bold like that yeah. and having the, you know, it's like the Alonzo and Piastri thing is having that kind of question mark on, your older experienced driver not being able to give him everything he wants because you don't know where you're going with your team is eventually going to force them out. So, you know, 
I think Lewis felt that a little bit was a little bit hurt by the the contract conversations that they had and with the seed and with the insane offers that that Ferrari was able to yeah. give. I mean, it's going to be awesome. It's going to I think awesome. it will be. And I think he's going to bring I think for Ferrari fans uh shout out Fry. Ferrari shout out, Fry. shout out AD, shout out Aaron, um shout out my mom, huge Ferrari fan. There you go. Um I think for Ferrari fans, it's, and we'll get into Ferrari, but I think it's very exciting for them because you're getting this one of the greatest, if not the greatest driver in the sports history coming into your team, and he's going to bring this whole new perspective, I think. And not only that, it's going to bring, I think, like a certain, I'm trying to find the word, like attitude or like demeanor to the team because he's going to, I think, bring a lot of ideas over. He's going to bring a lot of new things over. He has a certain way he does things, which has obviously worked, and I think that's mm-hmm. going to help the team only. Um, and... I, it's just going to be interesting to see. So I don't. I, yeah. Going back to Mercedes and Verstappen, them, I I do unless Antonelli performs terrible this year. Can't see it happening. I can't see that. Ha- I I I think he probably gets the call up next year, right? I I mean, if he wins the if he wins the title, well, I'll be sure if he wins a title. But 100%. like, I think even if he first year in F two, he's eighteen or whatever. If he finishes top three, yeah. I mean, why not pull him up? Why not give him a chance? Yeah, I think. I mean, I could see them going. Who's he driving for in F two? Is it is it Prema? think so because they're usually one of the better teams like i think it's one of the better teams i forget which one it is but yeah um i think they will i think they will make that move if he is like top eight shows competitiveness it wins some races like they're not asking it for him to be you're not they're not asking him to be the face of the team like that would move to george then exactly you're basically saying hey we're we think you have this potential we're investing in you long term you could be here for 10 12 years like yeah the other thing is they, you know, they have the partnership with McLaren. That's off limits. They have the the partnership with Williams. So maybe they stick them in Williams and they throw Mick Schumacher up. Yeah. Or they take Albon to the top team and they put Antonelli in Williams. Like, they have some options to go around. There will obviously be a few more drivers that are going to be swapping around. Uh, so – yeah, know, we'll see. We'll see where they go, but I think they will do something bold. Yeah, um, they have a seven-time world champion leaving their team. You know, yeah. they they are kind of forced into doing something bold and showing that maybe they were ready for this in yeah. some capacity. So. Yeah. Um, let's let's hit on the livery and guess for this year. So livery, I liked last year's better, the all black personally. Yeah. Um, I think that I liked that they mixed the two, but it, they feel like they didn't do it right. If that makes sense, like it doesn't. It could have been cleaner. I, if they would have I gone, I dig it. I dig it. No, I don't. I don't hate it, but I'm saying like you remember the 2019 one, how it went from silver to black. Yes, yeah. I feel like they tried to go for that, but it didn't. For me, it didn't quite hit the same as that one. Um, I think that I like that one better, but yeah. I do. They have nice colors. The teal always looks great on it, mm-hmm. and it's not. It would for sure be a top probably three livery for me. It's just yeah. not. It's not like last year. I thought they had the best livery by far. My, I don't think it's that this year. My initial thought is when I saw it from the top view, I was like, wow, that's yes, insane. Yes. When I saw it from the side view, it was like, wow, that's insane. Yeah. But it almost seems view, like yeah. two separate cars. Two separate cars, yeah. yeah. that's There was the one angle I saw where – and someone even made that same comment. They are like, from the top and the side, it looks great. But like from this certain angle at the back, yeah. it's, it's just like it just doesn't make like it doesn't make sense. Like It's, it's like weird odd. looking. Yeah. Um, but I think – yeah, I think third's a good spot for them. I think they're going to be very consistent in the race. I think they're always going to be pushing – um, we're obviously gonna have Ferrari at two, I think. But the I think they're gonna be pushing them. They'll be pushing for like it'll be a try to get a podium every race for them. I think that's probably the goal, or at least top five would probably mm-hmm. be the 
the standard. Yep. I think they'll probably be of the top four teams on the back end in terms of qualifying, which I think mm-hmm. you and I both agree on. But in race, I think they're going to do well. They always build a reliable car. Like, that's never really yeah. been an issue. Um, yeah, they'll be the team that sneaks into sneaks Q3. In the, yeah. And then the other one I point I want to make is it will be interesting to see how they handle the Lewis thing this year. Yeah. So do they fully shift and say, yep, we're going to um, preference George the whole season. Everything's going to be built around him because, like, he's going to be here longer term. I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't – and to me, Lewis doesn't deserve that, like, after everything he, he did for the team. And I don't think he can. Like, if they want the best result for the team, they can't do that. But I think it's going to be an interesting dynamic of – I just think it's going to be an interesting dynamic because this is the first year where they're, like, normally you always knew who you're going to get the night. Like, this is the yeah. first year where they have uncertainty about – What's yeah. going to happen after the season? Yeah, it's almost like they, they've they always had so many people that want to be in the seats and were qualified to be in the seats. Yeah. And now it's they have a seat, and there's, there's definitely people that people, can go but in there. It's but it's not like an easy – there's not like an easy – like there's not like a top five driver out there like, yep, that's the guy who's going to exactly. take it. Like it's yeah. not that simple. So Yeah, I think, I think though in the, in the preferential discussion, like I don't think they can preference George – no, because I agree with you. I was just ask. I was just asking the question. Media people yeah. are going to ask it. Media wise, it's going to be. There's going to be a lot of talk about it. Yeah. But as a as a competitor and as a you know somebody who's had a lot of success, Toto is not going to rub it in or you know in any way treat Lewis as if he's leaving the bad like, guy. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah. And I, I just like optics wise, that'd be so bad. You know what I mean? You, you I would lose a lot of fans with that. Yeah. You, I, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, the, the the LH group on Twitter is them and, them and the Leclerc fans are that's those are cults. Uh, it'll <laughs> be something. It'll be something. Um, I think third is probably good though. I could see them still finishing second too if they if they get it right. If they get it right, or if they sandbag some in testing, or if they I don't know bring I, something like that. If they finish in second, it's not going to be because yeah. they did outstanding stuff. It's going to be because Ferrari messed something. That's up. what I'm. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. I could see them finishing. In, I mean, Lewis finished without that. The ending of the year got like, kind of tough with the DNF, so if he doesn't have those. He probably finishes P two last year. He yeah. finished P three, and he had those couple of things, or it's close at least, yeah. like in front of the. So, but yeah, I agree. I think they're still going to be a step back from the next team, which mm-hmm. I think we both have Ferrari, obviously at number two. Yeah. Um, a lot of news around this. Obviously, we we already touched on the Lewis piece, but then you have signs leaving. Um, so I have a couple takes on this. I think. One, I, I don't like the people on Twitter saying, like, he got wronged in this. Because, like, if you're Ferrari, why would you not take a seven-time world champion on your team? Yeah. Well, so, like, that's silly to me. Um, but I do think – the thing I will say is I do think Signs has increased his stock the For last sure. couple of years. For sure. He was pretty much, over the course of the whole season, pretty much even with Leclerc last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's going to do very well again this year because he's, he's basically driving for – his next job in a way, I think he will yep. get a, he will get a seat somewhere. I don't. Oh, it would 100%. be so dumb of him not to get a seat. He's a great driver. He'll get a seat somewhere, but I think he's basically driving for like the better he drives this year, the better seat he probably can get next year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if you're a Ferrari fan, you should have cautious optimism about this year. Um, and I say that because it's still Ferrari, so mm-hmm. like they're still going to probably have some dumb mistakes potentially. To dumb dumb things happen, it's it's Ferrari, but. At the same time, the car looks good in, in testing. The tire degradation looks a little better than last year in the testing. That's something they struggled with big time last year. If they can make a reliable car, no reason that Sainz and Leclerc shouldn't be finishing 
for sure top five, if not top four, every race if they do it consistently. Yeah. Fighting for podiums. It's the question's gonna be is how far back are they from Red Bull and like can they close that gap any? I don't think so. No. Could, could I see them winning Singapore again? Yeah. But that's right about it. No. Like even no. that, no, like if and we'll get into Red Bull, but it's gonna it's gonna be tough for anyone else to win a win a race this year. Yeah, I um, think I think first is absolutely out of question. Yeah. I think second is mostly out of the question as well. If, from what I've seen, from the gaps, read, yes, heard, looked at, unless unless Perez ha- is just an absolute stinker this year, he should be finishing P two every race too. Like it, yeah, I think it's going to be disgusting. Um, but yeah, I think I say cautious optimism though, because like I think they right now they're in that second spot. I would have them like in that second spot by like a step above the above the McLarens and Mercedes. Agree, and I think. I take Austin Hoffman too because like you got Lewis Hamilton coming in next year, so like this well, is kind of just like a fun like let's have fun this year with our two yeah. guys and like next year's the year we like really lock in. Yeah. So this is kind of a, it's the same concept in for our American fans like in football where if you have a really young team and you do like pretty good, it's like yeah like we're gonna be sick next year though like once we get a little older like mm-hmm. it's the same idea so like. If I'm a Ferrari fan like I'm just ha- you're just having fun have fun this year have fun with it. Yeah, I think they're. It is kind of tough. Like we first brought him up, and I was like, "Oh, Ferrari's going to be insane." And then I think about it, and I have to kind of break up what's happening this year with what's going to happen next yes, year. Yeah. Like Lewis is going and bringing a lot of people to yeah. the team. Like the whole mentality and culture is going to change a little bit, and you know, for the better. Yeah, they're not. They have had some some additions this year, and I think a lot of that will start to play out. But I think this year is going to be a Let's keep it clean. Let's get through the season. Let's lock up what's expected of us, which is probably P2. And let's try and get a win or two under our belts. Yep. Uh, I think, you know, Leclerc will be looking to make that step forward and try to yeah. really show that he outperforms signs. Yeah. Because if he doesn't, it's that's a tough luck. It, well, it's a tough luck, one, because I will say I think Sainz is a great driver. I think he's gotten better. I, he's for sure he deserves to be on one of the top five teams probably. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say he's a top ten. Like he's in the top half of drivers, right? And I think he will. I think it will be very competitive in this year. For Eclaire, I I would overall rate him a little slightly higher. Um, and I think he needs to show that this year. And if he doesn't, then you start questioning. And again, not that this matters. I think they're going to be all about the team going forward. But Lewis is always pretty much all in top form. If you if he brings him in next year, like and if Leclerc finishes behind signs, like what's to say Fred Vasseur, who's close with Lewis, is not like I'm gonna we're gonna lean towards this guy more. I still think it'll be like longer term. It's still Leclerc's team because like he's younger and like, yeah. he's kind and of face that team, been. and it always has been. But I yeah I agree with you. I think it's it's important for Leclerc this year to I think show that he is he is the guy there. Mm-hmm. Um, and that'll be interesting to see how he handles that or if he pushes it too hard to do that and gives himself issues. Because that's always kind of been that's his one – he's had mistakes. Like, in, in, he's been a guy that in bigger moments has had mistakes. Yeah. Like, the, I think back to 2022 in France when he's leading and he puts it into the wall. Like, those – fumb- like, just, yeah, fumbles, fumbles the ball, basically. Like, yeah. that's that's the problem. So, but, yeah, I think, I think seconds – they're clearly the second team right now. So I guess we get into the last team here. Um, I don't know. Do you have any other comments? Livery looks great as always. The red looks good. It a little more yellow good. this year, but I I I like the yellow. I think I like it 
more than last year. Yes. But I, it's my favorite livery of this year is the Ferrari one. I it think is, it's the best one this year. Yeah. I well, think it's the best one. I agree. I think yeah. I agree. The It's weird because like last year at the launch, it was like, wow, that is a beautiful yeah. car. Yeah. And they got it out on track right away. Like It was just yeah. fantastic. And I think the whole atmosphere around the launch. <laughs> it did like a one minute. They just showed it right away. Yeah. The uh, What is the... It used to be WTF one P one that mm-hmm. that one that video of Matt reacting to it mm-hmm. where they just showed it right away and there was like a thirty second video and he's yeah. like that's it like that's <laughs> yeah. I waited all this time and got up early for this like yeah. that's and there was nothing else they did nothing else so yeah. yeah last year there was so much hype around the whole launch that I yeah. think all of that excitement went into all oh, that livery is so beautiful like yeah. that car is awesome but I think you know side by side the livery this year is is really nice yes I think it looks good. Um, all right, so this is the one we were, <laughs> I don't want to say dreading, dreading talking about, but Tyler was probably dreading talking about it. Um, I, there are some interesting things, obviously, with the car this year. That they, So I'll preface this with, if you, if you take a step back and look at all the cars this year, everybody clearly went a similar direction as Red Bull did last year. They went to the RB19. And then Red Bull's like, well, let's do something different again. Mm-hmm. And so, a couple of call-outs. The potential for, which I don't know if we've confirmed or not, like, the, the inlets are a little different than the other teams, I think. They are, yeah. a little more vertical. They're much smaller much vertical smaller inlets. Vertical inlets. Um, the engine gullies on the back are... Big humpback Big vibes. humpback vibes. It's kind of similar to what Mercedes had, but they, like... And then the, the side pods, they didn't go full no side pods, but it's, like, Mercedes, again... Yeah, Mercedes did it really tight. Tight, and yeah. And tried to do, like... You know, just lose Streamline, all yeah. aerodynamic yeah. drag, and Red Bull almost kept their same aerodynamic kit with yeah. a little bit different cooling inlets, and then also, you know, who knows what, how they have it routed under by yeah. the engine with the the big goalies behind. But I mean, I'm just very concerned with the with the way preseason testing went. So those of you that didn't watch it or to get you up to speed, they pretty much had no tire dag. They pretty yeah. much were ahead the entire time on pace. Yeah. I've seen anywhere By like a second, a second, half. yeah, a second and second and a half. Uh, a lot of teams are saying they're about a second ahead potentially over a lap, which is, I mean, this is going to get ugly. Then if that's the case, over one um, lap in like race pace, race pace, yeah, yeah. So like if we go over a whole, race, you're you're talking like with because let's let's throw in a pit stop for fastest lap for Max to the end. Sure. With a pit st- with an extra pit stop, he's probably winning by thirty seconds. You are you are lapping. Most you're of lapping most the of the field. field. Um. So, Nui did his job again, which, much to our chagrin, like, that's tough. But I, at the same time, like, we're both not Red Bull guys, obviously. Tyler is the most anti-Red Bull guy I know. But it, I will say, it, taking a step back and just giving this a neutral view, for Nui to make the car they did the last two years, make mm-hmm. it so well, realize everybody's just going to copy it, and then go a different direction and have it work even better it imp- so it's impressive it's insane. it's it's insane so yeah. credit to them um livery stinks as always they do the same livery every year i'm gonna trash that every time it's not a bad livery but it just they do it the same every year let me interject the livery is you know the the same annoying self that yeah. it always was the car looks terrible yes it looks terrible it looks so if you look like I saw Visually, a picture yeah. from the cockpit back, basically, yeah. and With it's go- just it like shoulders. Shoulders, back yeah. On it, the it's a very ugly looking Disgusting. car. But it, if it's fast, it doesn't. It I is. Mean, yeah, I, I mean, think they care. Can't so, see it anyway, right? Yeah. Now. So, I mean, it's it's 
I'm gonna go out and say like I would be shocked. I would. I don't, I'm not gonna say I'd be shocked. I would be very surprised if Max didn't win all 24 races. I I would be shocked if Red Bull didn't win every race. Yeah. And then I would say I'd be surprised if Max didn't win. I I could see like one of the street ones. Maybe Checo turns it on and does well, like or like Monaco or something like that. But if <laughs> I see Checo I say, winning two races, bare, bare minimum, Max is winning twenty of the twenty-four. Wouldn't you say twenty yes. of the twenty-four? I like would bare say minimum. I would say twenty out of twenty-four is probably the spot the, on. the floor. Yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> like that's yeah, and that's gross to say. That's insane to say. He's at, and I know you're gonna hate me saying this. He's at like fifty, what fifty-five wins. He's gonna be at like seventy-five after the next this year. Calm down. Start talking about Lewis's records, and we're gonna have a problem. Yeah. <laughs> um. So. Yeah, if you're listen, we're start the year. If you're not a Red Bull or Max fan, which hopefully everybody is, doesn't fall in that camp, but I don't think they're still listening to this podcast. Yeah, they probably aren't. So you're you're watching this year for the drama as always, and then you're watching for like that's the second through fifth place teams, like how they finish and like that type of stuff. You have to find the battles that you. You got to find the battles you want to watch and. I hope F1 does a good job this year, too, of obviously the beginning of the show, Max. And I think they did a good I, – I will give him credit. Or at least F1 TV did a good job of this at the end of last year. Max was always winning by a bunch. We really didn't have to deal with – it's not like they would just show him just driving against nobody. They really didn't show him much at the end of the year. Yeah, hardly at all. And so we got to see the actual racing, but – Yeah, some, well, man, some of my favorite broadcast. Yeah, so it's just <laughs> – it's just – I can feel the hate from over here. It's oh, crazy. Um, it's just insane that – the last year they had the most dominant car ever, right? Like the gap between them and the next car was the biggest it's ever been mm-hmm. over the course of a whole season. I think that gap's gonna be even bigger this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're even more dominant. The only thing that's gonna cause any drama, I think, is Charles Leclerc is the greatest one lap driver of all time potentially. <laughs> so I could see like the on qualifying, which we did have good qualifying last year. I will say they that were, they were good. I yeah. I will say I think Ferrari. Uh, and potentially if, if McLaren can get up to speed with Lando, I think, and, and even Oscar, like push them in some of the qualities and stuff mm-hmm. and we can get some drama there, but in the race, I mean, it's going to take, we need somehow we need them to have put so much into the arrow this year that they just didn't put any reliability in the car and it just blows up all the time because yeah, we can hope there's no way that they're going to lose a race. There's just no way they're going to lose a race. Like there's no, uh. even, and I say that even if like, I say that even with like Perez had a like a what you consider probably a rough year for him last year, like there's no we- reason I mean, he shouldn't be in the highest he's yeah. ever. Well, no, yeah, but I'm saying like in terms of like what he could have. I'm not saying he was going to win the drivers' championship, but he he you agree with me? He probably should have been closer in points to Max than yeah, he was. Yeah, he probably shouldn't have been 500 points behind mm-hmm. first place or whatever. Um, I think it's like there's no reason he shouldn't also if he doesn't win the race finish P2 by 20 seconds too like there's no reason that yeah. shouldn't happen yeah and so that's going to be a little tough to watch because they're going to be so dominant but I mean, already in preseason testing though it looked like he wasn't as strapped in as max was. well yeah and i'm not i'm not saying he's going to be as strapped in as max is but i think their car has such a big gap that like yeah. who's going to challenge like yeah you're basically fighting for one podium spot in my opinion unless he unless mm. he has his quality disasters again this year that he had last year where he started yeah. p12 or whatever but yeah yeah, I mean, they did it again, They, which I mentioned this last year. Like, they got it right at the beginning, and I can see them just until 2026 comes, they're just going to be the dominant team. It's the same thing that happened in the hybrid era with Mercedes where they, they got it right, mm-hmm. and 
they dominated through the whole thing, and that's what happened. But it's a shame that that's – I don't know how you fix that. I don't know if we – I don't know. I don't know how you fix it, but it's a shame there's no way to, like, just bring – like, get it more competitive. But yeah, credit to, credit to Red Bull. Like, they got it right. They know what they're doing. Yeah, I have two thoughts. One is the the ability to totally pivot into a new concept of car yeah. is absolutely astounding. Like, yeah. You spend all of your resources developing your car, which means you're doing research on very similar pro, like yeah. you know, product essentially. You're doing very, very minute tweaks over the course of your season to see if you can unlock a little bit more or change something here, change something there. But you're not reworking the the engine covers. You're not reworking you know bulky things like that that you've already kind of strapped in for. And we've seen so often, most teams by the end of a season are developing items for their next car. Yeah. So that just goes to show you how far ahead they were last year. They just stopped developing anything close to what they <laughs> like had. Like a third of the way in the year they stopped. I think they even said, didn't they say that last year? Like, yeah. hey, we focus on next year's car because they knew they were yeah. going to win by a million points. Like, And they just got bored with developing yeah. those similarities because they, you know, maybe they unlocked the full potential so, of that yeah. package. Like. Now they're in this other concept, which they stole from Mercedes, and <laughs> made it better. Okay, yeah, and just stole is an interesting word, but yes, yeah. But <laughs> like, you know, maybe that maybe there's something to be said that Mercedes was able to spot that that concept yeah. has a, a huge, yeah, you know, potential, and they just weren't able to unlock it. And now Newey was able to spend so much of his season yeah. because he created a great car to research that, and now has come out with this yeah. this totally different Well, concept. yeah, no, that's... And I think we we talked about this in, in 2022 when Mercedes came out with... I know they're not calling full no side pods, but... Yeah. I never questioned, like, they got it... They didn't execute on it, right? Mercedes didn't execute. Yeah. That was a problem. To go with something so bold that they did, they obviously saw something in some data somewhere that said, mm -hmm. this should work. Like, yeah. this could work, and this could give us this advantage. Because I remember before the 2022 season, people saying, like, they're gonna be a second faster. They have this. They have no drag at all. Like it's just gonna be perfect. And they obviously never executed on it. Mm -hmm. And I'm guessing in 2022 when they dropped that, I'm guessing Red Bull noticed it and probably then already started like not fully working on it, but tinkering with that idea of like, okay, and New Year's probably like, how could we? Yeah. This is interesting. Like, could this work in some way? I mean, and I think they figured it out. But like, it yeah. is it is crazy to think about that. Like, it Mercedes didn't execute. It did not work at all for them, and Newey just being like, you know, it'd be funny. Like, what if we just took that and like made it work just for fun? Yeah, I went crazy with it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they they had to have seen that right when it came out and do, did the research on it to yeah. see if it would work and and saw those similar things. It makes me think now, though. You know, do Mercedes have a better understanding of the weaknesses of that car? Yeah. Than Red Bull might. They spent a Maybe. year and a half with yeah. that concept. They might have you know some insights into that understanding where their weaknesses are going to be, you know, are you going to be anywhere close to capitalize on that? Maybe not, but no. at least you have that's, an Yeah, I guess, yeah, you have an understanding of what its weaknesses are, but it's not, it's also, it's not like it's like a sport where, like, they could... You can do anything. Yeah, like it's not like they can, like, go in their garage, but, like, yeah, if you, like, unscrew, unscrew like, these simple things. things, like, it'll not work, guys. Like, it's not like they can do that, so... Yeah. But I get where you're coming from. It's, like, or the other side of it is... Mercedes has all the knowledge and the weaknesses and has, has been using it. Like, do they then look at what Red Bull does the first couple of races and data wise, mm -hmm. get a look at their car and then make some tweak to theirs to 
be like, okay, well, this is what they're missing or what I don't know. Would they be able to go back to that? Concept? Or do they do they go back yeah. to that concept? Yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. But and yeah, I. My other thought is when you said uh, they're going to have m- maybe even more points than they did last year, the gap's going to be even bigger. Yeah. I think the one thing that we're going to see is different this year is that I think Ferrari's going to be a more stable number two. Yes, I and agree. I think, I think the gap might not be as large as it was, but I do think Red Bull is going to have a similar amount of insane um, number of yes, points. Yes. If I were to guess, like, I think they will have pretty much the same amount of points. I think Ferrari will, Ferrari will have. My take would be is Red Bull would probably have the same amount of points, if not more. Same with Max. Mm-hmm. And I think Checo will for sure have more points. Mm-hmm. I think the gap might be smaller because I think Ferrari will be more consistent and will have way more points than they had last year. Exactly. So I think the gap will be smaller. It's still going to be a huge gap because yeah. you're talking about a team winning every race versus yeah. a team winning no races. But it's – I mean, it's just – I thought like we kept saying it, but like after after twenty twenty two, we're like surely like they can't do this again. Then twenty twenty three, they make it even more dominant, and I'm like, okay, there's there's how can they top that? But they might top it again next year. Yeah, yeah. And lastly, let's touch on the whole Christian Horner stuff. I think, I mean, even today Ford came out and said that they were really pushing yeah the Red Bull group to get that investigation done. When that all kind of surfaced, and then you know you have the Lewis Hamilton to Ferrari thing, yeah. There was kind of those cracks of like if Christian Horner gets let go, Adrian Newey can leave. Yeah. What if Adrian Newey went Goes to, to Ferrari, Ferrari and, and he has always said he wanted to be with Lewis at absolutely. some point. Yeah. What if that dynasty just started at Ferrari? Like that would be yeah, such a wild Yeah, because it would and it would be like it'd be a kind of a perfect um, scenario in in a way for Lewis because like I think he obviously he's got a I don't know how many years he left probably a few more years mm-hmm. he's thirty nine or whatever now. Mm-hmm. He really just needs to get his eighth, and in my opinion, once if he if he that needs to reclaim, his yeah, reclaim his eighth, which I loved his quote on that. Absolutely. But um, to me, if he gets his eighth, like if he let's say he starts a Ferrari next year, doesn't get it next year, then twenty twenty six new regs, Newy aside, let's say Newy does join, Newy doesn't join, but they say they get it right in twenty twenty six. Ferrari's the team; they get it right. Lewis wins his eighth that year. Good chance he just retires, right? Gets his eighth. He's got the most ever. Maybe not, but there's a good. It definitely crosses his mind. Like, okay, now I've gotten this i'm mm-hmm. i'm the one at the top if it shows that ferrari is at the top two yeah you, he's not at risk of max potentially passing him for a few years so mm-hmm. it's like i don't think and nor do i think he actually really even i don't think he actually cares about that i think he just no. wants to know he has it at some point but yeah no it's it's a good point i think you know that that was definitely discussed obviously we don't know what's going to result from this Horner situation. I don't think any like, it sound, like the more and more it I goes read back about and it, forth. It's I don't the more and more I read about it, the the more it sounds bad for Christian. Yes, like there's still it's not all a lot obviously of details all, about all it. allegedly all that's allegedly. I need to make sure you say that, yeah. but it's there's not a lot of details. And the other thing I'll say, which is that's kind of been the eerie part of it, is normally in these type of things like a bunch of stuff, a bunch of dirt gets dug up or a bunch of stuff comes out and like, you can guess what's going to happen. There hasn't been like, it was very back and forth at the beginning. And now it's like everything that comes out does seem to hurt him more, but there's been nothing that's come out. that has been like, what's the word? Like there's been no smoking gun or like that expression, I guess like there's been nothing concrete that where it's like, yes, this definitive, this happened. Yeah. I don't think anyone really knows. I'm sure some people, obviously some people know, but well, it hasn't gotten out yet, and I I think it's going to be interesting. They're keeping it so tight in house. And the first race is this next weekend, yeah. so like 
He was at preseason testing. Yeah. Um, I do think they're gonna have to come to conclusion soon because, and the reason I th- say that is because of like what you said with Ford coming in. Yeah. That's their like engine partner mm-hmm. going forward. So like them basically saying you need to give us what happened on this because like yeah. we're not gonna stand by this guy. And obviously, if if the rumors and stuff are true, like he needs to go. Like he needs to be gone. Then. Yeah. Like that's terrible and like all like he needs to be gone then. But I I it's just gonna be interesting to see like what comes of it and how quickly because like then it kind of. The other thing that, like, will be interesting is, like, if it doesn't get resolved this week, it's just going to kind of be this weird shadow over the mm-hmm. team. Yeah. And, like, it's going to be a really weird dynamic then because they're going to be dominating. Mm-hmm. But then also, like, there's going to be these background headlines to this the entire time. And it's, yeah. I don't know, it's just. I mean, the simple fact that they offered him the chance to just walk yes, away that is, in the offseason. is concerning. I mean. I would say. That just that shows that there's something. There's obviously. something there. Something. And there's something that Red Bull think is there that they, and now that, it, yeah. Now it's going to be so public. You know, yeah. whatever it is. You know, now it's just going to be in the middle of the season. There's yeah. going to be access to ask him questions constantly. It's going to be. And it's going to be we're going to get the same no comment thing all the time, and it's just yeah. It's there's been I don't know. It's it's in a weird spot, like I said, where there hasn't been something so definitive that mm-hmm. they've been able to like say, no, he's gone. I don't even think I've seen like relatively precise alle- allegations. allegations. Yeah, I don't really know. There's been a bunch of rumors. That's why I said it allegedly, yeah. but there's been a bunch of rumors like of what it could be. I think people have a, an idea, Yeah. but it's, there's been nothing concrete. There's been not like a single person really named or like there hasn't been, and I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to, I want to know. I'm not like defending Christian Horner there. I'm just yeah. saying like, it's, I, I, if he did what he actually did, he should be gone. But I don't think anyone. It's it's weird that we're this far along, and there's been meetings and stuff and like mm-hmm. an investigation. But like, they've kept it all under wraps. Yeah. I think that's what you said. Like they've kept it so in house and so tight. Yeah. And it's it's crazy that I think just from like an, a guy who's on the internet perspective, like that nothing's leaked from that or like nothing's yeah. come out or like nothing. And but I agree with you. Yeah, that the rumors of them offering him to leave basically before the season, like. Yeah. There's probably something there that happened, but you know I don't what know. I, you know what I just thought about is how wild it would be if Christian Horner gets let go for some ethical thing yeah. before a helmet Marco who says things that, that might get people fired yeah. commonly in the headlines. In the headlines, yeah. Like week in, week yeah, out. Yeah, that is crazy <laughs> to think about too. Like there is I don't know. It's and I think the other the other one that was really concerning to me was when they asked Helmut Marco about it, he's like, I'm not gonna comment on this. Yeah. And Helmet's like not a guy to not speak out. Yeah. And if something, if there was nothing, right? If there was no yeah. evidence, nothing. If this is all baseless, you'd think he'd stand up for his guy and be like, yeah. "No, these are like baseless claims. Like this didn't happen. Gotta like be some legal is, NDAs. There has around. to be something floating around out there. So I don't know. I don't. I don't want to dive too much into it. And like, because we don't After really we know what's going on. Twelve minutes. Yeah, twelve on minutes on it. <laughs> but we had to bring it up. Like our podcast. Yeah. It's a big. It's one of the main two or three stories in Formula One right now, and it's a very important thing. And like, if it, yeah. I don't know, it's just full circle though. Yeah, it would be sweet to to see Nui at Ferrari with with Hamilton. Yes, that that aside, not for that reason. Yeah. I want to make sure not, but like, it would be sick to see Nui um, at Ferrari with Hamilton, like, and to see what they could do together. So yeah, yeah, it'll, um, be, it'll be some interesting drama, but. Yeah. Outside of that, hoping for a little bit more entertainment. Yeah, than what's your um, thinking? Give me, give me one hot, t- give me one take for this year. One take. To end this. Joe wins the chat. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, uh, hot take. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. Checo wins three races. 
Okay. That Is actually that, that does feel hot. Three. I feel hot. like the line Vegas line would be a two and a half for that. So like it could be. Yeah. I I'll think take the over. Three. three yeah. Three. That, that's a hot take. I'm not confident in the over. Yeah. But like that's something hot that I'd be. Yeah. I'd root for. Um. Okay. Mine will be. I was gonna go something similar to that actually, because it's it's hard to make a hot take when there's gonna be a clear like dominant team. Like it's hard to be like yeah. it's a hot take. Well, that's the my hot take would be like in in extreme, right? It'd be yeah. Checo loses his seat. Okay, I do. Hot, he wins my hot take races. will be somebody other than Red Bull wins one race, one race. Uh, yeah, and the reason I say that is just we get some double DNF or like, but it would be Ferrari. Yeah, well, yeah, but yeah. I'm, I was gonna say somebody. Not, like if we get a Spain like. Spain 2016 Mercedes thing, or like it's Max and Perez yeah. beginning of the year, and they're like, I don't know, maybe Perez wins the race at the beginning of the year, and they're like kind of close, and Perez is like, I got to risk everything for this, mm-hmm. and they crash to their out. Like, that's my hot take. It's like somebody wins some race. I'll give you, yeah. I'll give you a hot take that I actually believe in. Here. Yeah, the Alpine team just straight up falls apart. Okay, I love that take. I, I don't even know if that's hot. Like they, I. Like the drivers, like what the place? Corporate, like, like, like it just falls apart completely. Everything just falls apart. I mean, yeah, it's it's it just falls apart, and they finish maybe like seventh. Yeah, I'd say if they finish if they finish seventh or worse, you gotta. I think you. I don't know about the drivers, but you gut the team for sure. Got to do something. Like you gut the team for sure. Um, to me, what you do is <clears throat> clear house. Put Zayn. You the bring Zayn. You put Zayn in the car. Uh, let's talk about. Let's just do this real quick. So here's here's my ideal lineup, right? So you go full French, but a different direction. Mm-hmm. Gasly, we'll see you later. Ocon, see you later. We put Zidane as driver number one. Mm-hmm. We put Mbappe as driver number two. Okay. He switches because he we don't know where he's going to end up, right? He's leaving PSG, so he's got he's got some time. Fair. Um, Could go to Leeds United with this. Yeah, please please up. come to Liverpool. Um, <laughs> uh, Mbappe second second driver, and then. Tony Parker, you know who Tony Parker is? NBA player? Spider-Man? Yeah, sure. Tony Parker as team principal, and then Victor Wembanyama. They pull him from the NBA, and he He's is French? CEO. Yes, he is, he is French, know. yeah. Um, yeah, that's. I think that's the team. But the biggest thing is to have it. We need to name the car, right? Like we is need Wembenyama longer than the car? He probably is actually. That would be what a visual. Do you know how low they had to put a seat in the car? That'd be like she'd be scraping on the ground, from yeah. his, or his head would be like way above everybody else. <laughs> above the halo. Yeah, above the halo. <laughs> they had to redesign the halo. There's one car in the grid that has like a fence for a halo, yeah. basically. It's the full Indy car. Yeah. I mean, he'd be the tallest F1 driver by. I think he's like what seven six by like four feet. So yeah, he'd be like. I think George is six one and Ocon six one. So whatever that's twelve, seventeen inches taller than. Just picture that visual of his head in the car, like mm. on the starting grid. Yeah, like that'd be insane. Um, any other thoughts? Not really. I I'm just, just hoping. I'm hoping there's, there's some entertainment. There's some year. entertainment. Yeah, yeah, I'm. I'm very concerned about the lack of entertainment this year. But yeah. all right, uh, we'll be back next week with a with a recap of race one, and yeah. hopefully it went well. I love that the race is on Saturday this year. I didn't really know realize it was because F1 didn't realize it was a leap day this year. <laughs> I, there was i think that actually when they scheduled it they scheduled it for those dates thinking that there wasn't that extra day in there or something yeah. and like they misscheduled it and it was supposed to be on sunday like there was a it wasn't just one tweet i saw like there was a lot of rumors about kind of funny that they like years ago didn't rise as the leap year because what other reason would there be that the race is on saturday 
Yeah. So, somebody somebody, somebody message us on, on IG or Twitter and tell me why it's on a Saturday at 10 a.m. and not a Sunday. Cause it's I'd, like Vegas. Yeah, because like that doesn't – I don't know. Anyways, hopefully it's a little competitive, but that's – I think that's all we have. I mean, it's, it, yeah, that's see a, you in Bahrain. See you in Bahrain. Goodbye. <laughs>